Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode. Mari Mori. Thanks for being in my kitchen. <laughs> Thank you for asking me. I feel very privileged and honoured to be asked on an actual real live sitting down with equipment <laughs> podcast. Please don't be impressed by myself because I'm saying to you, like, if you end up going in somebody else's podcast, you'll reali- realise like what an actual podcast set up is supposed to look like. You're forgetting what I do. You know, I'm in my car with a, with a phone, with an iPhone and a yoga block and a, a wee sticker, a wee sticky phone stand clip of being in. So, <laughs> this is just the thing then, that just shows you that you don't need all the bells and whistles and to be all singing or dancing no. to make something great and something that you're passionate about. And that's why I invited you on the podcast, because your passion literally jumps out your skin. Oh, does it? Oh. Thanks very much. That just gave me goosebumps. Well, it does though. <laughs> Do you know I mean, like watching all your videos, watching your social media, like, I just like, we've been talking before we press record, which happens every time. I'm like, see if anybody could like get listening to that bit or the chat that happens before the podcast. But, um, you know, we were talking about going with your gut and we mm-hmm. got onto it in terms of like you deciding who's going to come on to your, uh, getting a lift with it now. And obviously I say, decide as if there's like some sort of <laughs> entry like level process. like process mm-hmm. you know you were saying that that isn't a thing but yeah there has to be good vibes mm-hmm. there has to be energy there has to be going with your gut see in terms of creating get a lift mm-hmm. was that going with your gut in terms of you had a thought and then you were like i'm going to make that happen and we'll see what happens after that. <laughs> well I, I did have a thought as i said to you before i came on but I did go with my gut ultimately, but initially I didn't. So I had the idea during lockdown. Everybody's had these amazing ideas. Not that I'm saying mine does, but I'm just saying even it people, absolutely is. <laughs> even people that I speak to in my car that have maybe gone huge on social media or started something new. Nine times out of ten, it's been during lockdowns for whatever reason. I mean, we've all really hit our creative button (laughs) at that time so yes I did think about it during lockdown it was exactly three years ago come well maybe April May time that I had the thought to do this because I had been involved in something else that didn't work out in fact I'd been involved in a few things previously that didn't work out and I was forced into realizing that I had to do something on my own and I didn't really want to but I did so I came up with the idea of getting a lift because it, in my mind it was the easiest way to set up a conversation that would capture both sides of the conversation and maybe even more if there's guests in the back that would you know, put a message out there about mental health like men, mental health is my thing that okay. is what I'm passionate about and telling real life stories because I also had this thing about social media where it really got on my nerves how fake social media is and can be. Not everybody is, but there's still a lot of that and that does affect mental health. So I'm trying to put something out there that helps mental health. Yeah. Um although it's not exclusive to that. Like we talk no, about no, everything. Yeah, yeah. So 
it really came about because of all these wee things that I was passionate about and the whole creating the conversation and also simplicity because I'm not techie minded at all. Here's as, yourself. <laughs> as every it's, it's a wonder how I managed to put this together. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm very impressed. Um, I'm not technical at all. And it still amazes me that I can record that podcast that is now a podcast but it is YouTube that came first yeah, okay. I can record that for YouTube on my phone and people can watch it on their tellies if my gran was still alive the new she would be absolutely oh I that you know and I keep well, thinking about tremendous. that it's but it's not about what I'm creating it's technology nowadays it's technology allows that to take your it allows the creativity and, like, to flourish like yeah that, do you know what I mean? in, you, that, in that in that way yeah and, you and can, people can get access to it you know, obviously it's a privilege to have a telly and to have access to YouTube yeah. you know, all understand that but like you know people can access it and can access it for free yeah YouTube and everything's totally free and that is the thing yes it is a privilege and I am extremely privileged to do what I do and I never forget that and every day I think about that and I'm grateful um but it's there for anybody to do anybody that wants to do it if you've got a phone and you know a computer Mm -hmm. and a telly you can have your videos on your telly it's just mental yeah you were saying to me before we started recording like the whole you know the premise of getting a lift like so it is in your car and you know you do film it and then you know the audio or whatever goes on as a podcast as well and it's on youtube but you were you know you were like i didn't come up with that idea i'm like no idea was original do you know what i mean like you know as somebody who creates choreography it was inspired by something like, yeah, you've seen yeah. or done or, do you know what i mean like you, you've got to start somewhere like it's difficult now to have an original thought <laughs> I, no no and like, i always say that you're right i always say i didn't come up with the whole car chat idea we all know that it's all been done before but as i said to you i do like to take credit for the only person in scotland that started it i know there are other people doing it now Good. and i've seen it and that's brilliant there's uh-huh. enough out there for everybody but i like to tell myself yes, it was me <laughs> I mean, you know, at, during the pandemic, I ended up teaching some podcast workshops, which I was like, what do I know about podcasting? You know, but folk were saying like, well, you've started one and that's what we want to do. So you don't need to be an expert in podcasting. You just need to go, how did you do it? And have you got any tips? And you, you'll know yourself after mm-hmm. doing something a while, you do realise what works, what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, you get into the flow of it. So when I was passing on this information and then seeing people start their own podcast, I'm like, brilliant. Uh-huh. I mean, folk will say, mm-hmm. who needs another podcast? Because, I mean, uh-huh. it's like everybody in their granny's going, but I'm like, why But not? they're very, very popular. And they're a creative outlet. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I think, gosh, in this world, at these times, we should just be having more conversations. Yeah, absolutely. And I also think that because of the restrictions on mainstream media, on the telly, that you're not seeing really a lot of what reality is out there. You're just not seeing it because they're so restricted as well Mm. by politically correct. Now, I do try to be politically correct, but when it's on um, mainstream, it's like, just so closed off Uh it's just so there's just so much because I do think to myself there are so many conversations I'm not talking about me I'm talking about the actual conversations that I feel I'm having and I think to myself this should be on Mm -hmm. mainstream that there should be you know a program or a documentary Mm -hmm. or whatever about this no on although in saying that YouTube is one of the in fact I'm sure my friend David told me that it is the most searched website in the world YouTube, right? I believe it is, I. Wow. David told me that. Goodness. So in saying that, 
you know, I say that about TV, but actually YouTube in itself mm. is a massive platform. But I think it's that. just, open. I mean, we've, I've had this conversation with a number of people, you know, they've come out on the podcast because they're passionate about sport or they're passionate about theatre, whatever they're passionate about. But we, we often go into the idea of just having conversations and about people's perspectives and, and just educating yourself about like you, because you're in your bubble and you're living your life and you've got the people around you and you, you curate that to a certain extent and you think that's that's reality not that you think is real it is reality for you so when you are welcomed into somebody else's reality for an hour you know it just i think it opens your mind i think that's mm-hmm. important to mm-hmm. go not everybody's life looks like mine uh, and it is yeah. to check your privilege yeah. uh-huh. definitely there is that yeah no well, how lucky mm-hmm. am i do you mm-hmm. know what i mean and to recognize that but also you can learn from people's experience and opinions and don't always have to agree Mm-hmm. that's absolutely fine do you know what I mean but if you can just go here's what I think great listen mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. I was at an afternoon tea yesterday and we were talking about uh, quite a topical subject something that's in the media just now and uh, one of my pals was like you never get involved in these conversations and I was like no I'm definitely involved I'm just listening <laughs> I'm just listening because that's the fascinating but I've got my opinion mm. do you need it probably no mm-hmm. do you know what I mean like I'll mm-hmm. give it if you want it but like I like listening to people as much as mm-hmm. I'm not going to look And I get that impression from you. So what was, I mean, you're saying like initially it was that you wanted to speak or you wanted to um, know more about mental health. Mm-hmm. Not just know more. I wanted to be able to share more. I just had this passion about putting more real life conversations yeah. out there. It wasn't actually about me, uh-huh. although... I am hugely involved in mental health and it is something that affects me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just about me. Well, obviously it was about me because I'm doing it, but it wasn't, I wasn't thinking, I want to keep this going, me, 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 me. I want to be this big thing. I wasn't thinking that. It was about other people. Mm. It was about putting something out that was beneficial to the listener, that that people were going to relate to and go, oh, it's not just me then. That, That does happen to other people. Or whatever. That was a huge thing for me yeah. as well. So I sat on it. So I'd say to you, I came up with the idea around March, April time mm-hmm. of 2020. I did a wee pilot in September with my friend. And then I became aware that COVID rules didn't actually allow it. You know, yes. so that was... So yes. it took me six months from the actual idea to creating a pilot if you like a prototype that is there that first one is there on YouTube but then obviously Covid you weren't allowed to get into a car unnecessarily with someone right so Mm. I couldn't justify it but at the same time I was quite happy not to justify it I was quite happy to go (laughs) can I do this that's just fine because I'm a big shite bag anyway so we'll just no bother what were you so scared of? All the things that you would be scared of doing something like that, putting yourself right out there, right out there, you know, for anybody that wants to see it, to see it, and people judging you and going, oh, look at her, who does she think she is? She thinks she can do this. Um, and and is, that, is that your mantra in life? Is that what you would think about, you know, not just podcasting, but are you somebody who does that self-deprecating chat all the time oh yeah so oh totally so uh, you're saying that and i can hear everybody that's listening both going what my because you're so calm you appear to be so confident and everybody says that so self-assured and the word confidence to me is subjective it's totally subject it's like 
And I spoke to one of my guests, Kerry, about this because she was saying people say that to her as well. But the thing is, you're so filled with anxiety about life that to actually fill the room or fill the silence with your chat and just keep talking, it doesn't matter what you're saying, so long as you're saying something, then that will make you feel slightly better than just being quiet in your own mind. That is, I do that. I feel so seen. (laughs) That is why people think that I'm confident. But I'm actually, like, I don't like the one. I'm just drowning out my mind. That's what I'm doing. There's no confidence here at all. I'm just drowning it all out. And if I do this, then I don't need to actually think about other things that are going to give me, you know, anxiety. So so that is a, a massive thing in confidence. Like, you know, I do just want a scream please don't say I'm confident because I don't feel like that but it's subjective so people looking at me think that I am because I am able to put myself out there but I did go through a whole process of I don't know if I can do this people will think it's rubbish you know nobody will want to watch it nobody will want to listen and I'll just get laughed at you know all those things and I still do have those thoughts and regularly I think to myself Maybe I should change this. Maybe I should be more professional. Maybe I should go into a studio with the microphones and all the tech. Maybe that's what I should be doing regularly. But I always bring it back to, but this is what I wanted to create. I wanted to create reality. People are watching it and the messages you must get on a daily basis. You've told me like people are saying like they absolutely love it. They get so much from it. Even the guests themselves, like what a cathartic experience. Oh, totally. To sit down for an hour with someone who's there for them, like wants mm-hmm. to know their story, you know, you create a safe space because of the energy that you put out. That person obviously feels compelled to tell their story mm-hmm. to you because of mm-hmm. who you are. They're not thinking about the camera or who's listening. They're just talking to you just the way I am just now. Yeah. You know, you've created that. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that must give you, for want of a better word, confidence, you know, to, to realize oh, yeah. that people like what you're doing they like the setup the premise of it now if you decide to change it great because things evolve and change mm-hmm. like you know it's not putting yourself in pressure to go oh it needs to be something else mm-hmm. but also if you decide it doesn't need to be something else or look different that's okay too yeah and sometimes technology dictates that like right. it's changed so much because yes. things have changed youtube was only ever there as a backup i was mm-hmm. putting my hour-long videos out on instagram because wow. instagram allowed it back then yes. and i only had youtube because lola wanted a youtube channel that's my daughter mm-hmm. um Years ago, when she was like five or six, you know, to do these toy unboxing, (laughs) absolute gumph (laughs) videos. And that was, so it was Lola's YouTube channel. And what I did was just changed it to my name to use it as a backup. So I thought I'll put my videos out on Instagram and I'll put them on YouTube as a backup. And then never pushed YouTube, never even wasn't interested in it. I never ever wanted to be a YouTuber. And then Instagram changed the rules. And Instagram said that you the maximum length of video that you can put out is 15 minutes, unless you do it as a live and then put it out. And I am not doing that. <laughs> so we need a wee bit of safety. So, I hear uh, so that that's why it ended up the way that it, it did all everyone, these things. So sometimes meant, do you uh, mean like that was meant to happen? It was meant, yeah, of course. And now I do think that, uh-huh. but that is why sometimes technology dictates what you do. But do you know, just to say you were saying there, what a cathartic experience for the guest and all of that. But see, being able to be that person that gives that, like the whole being the giver, yeah. it's an incredibly cathartic 
experience for me and such a privilege and honour that I'm able to do that. Like, that is never lost on me. I actually feel so humbled every time I do one and I get, and the person will always message me and say, that was incredible, you know, thank you. And I've had loads of messages or whatever because it's a a very big supportive community as well that's been created out of it. So important. Um, So I... That was how... But holding space is a privilege. Like, you know, I say this all the time with my job, like, teaching, you know, like, people feel vulnerable, like, moving mm-hmm. their bodies. Whether mm-hmm. they're, do you know I mean, children mm-hmm. or adults, like, getting in a space and, and moving your body with other people can be quite a vulnerable thing, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not everybody's favourite thing to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. So if you're the person that's holding space and saying, you can absolutely do this, this is absolutely mm-hmm. fine. Can I just mark the occasion that is Teddy has arrived, which never happens. <gasps> Oh, he oh, must know there's a cat there must, there's a cat person here hi boys oh you're very privileged that, that's it wow oh he's beautiful I love cats I love all animals I had to say that because I'm like he never comes down to something and I'm like he must know he knows good. it oh, he's in. she's a good egg no and I pure love cats <laughs> so thanks for coming Teddy that's why you're getting a mobile I hold in space like it is a privilege and it's and it and it's absolutely evident watching your videos that you feel like that. Like mm-hmm. it's not. I don't think that it's lost in MD that they, they, it comes across that you love it. Mm-hmm. You oh, I do. do you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. so like from that first uh, video that you put out, you press like send or you press like oh. publish or whatever it is. You must have got so much, you know, great kind of response from mm-hmm. it, and the, the way you were feeling after it as well. Mm-hmm. You're like, that was great. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. I want mm-hmm. to do that again. Mm-hmm. Was it just like you know just I'll just do another one, another one, and then... No, really, not. Really <laughs> like that either. So I put the first one out in the September, and I mean, I'm going to talk about my Instagram page because I created Getting a Lift from that. Mm-hmm. So that was my platform to be... I was always on Instagram before I did Getting a Lift. Got so me. I basically built Getting a Lift from that platform, yes. and then, you know, people have followed it on YouTube or Spotify or whatever. So... When I put the first one out on Instagram, you're right. That's exactly what happened. There was like, you know, I maybe had, what did I have? Maybe 3,000 followers mm-hmm. at that time when I put the first one out. And then there was all the people, your good eggs, that you knew would support you anyway, but gave you that encouragement. Oh, I really loved this. And, you know, you need to do it again and blah, 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 blah. Got all of that. And, but before I put it out, I was a nervous wreck. Okay. A total nervous wreck. Um, Not again, of the conversation, but just purely. No, purely I'm because I'm putting myself right out here. I am putting myself right out here. You're putting yourself in an extremely vulnerable position. I mean, I think you would need to be <laughs> hard as nails not to feel that. Putting yourself. No, no, I don't like, know. <laughs> at that point, and even still now, I still have sometimes when I press the button when something has been maybe a wee bit of a sensitive situation or content, yeah. I still get that urge of, oh, I'm about to hit the button. I think, that's, I think that's, that's right. Aye. I um, that's so correct. I'm not a complete, you know, yeah. un, I don't, I'm not ignorant to these things. I don't yeah. just go, oh, this is brilliant and I'm great. I'm just going to put my, I never feel like that. I always, I always reflect on it. I always think about the conversation. You care about I've it. You said, care about the person. You care about yourself. Yeah. You care and about, I, do you mean, like what you've created. Yes. The actual creation itself, like this, you know, you care about it, so you should handle it with care. Absolutely, I think that's yeah, right. So I still the minute you do. don't care, that's when, when, when I shouldn't do this anymore. <laughs> Aye, that is when something's wrong, I know. So 
the first one that's what happened so like I say it was affected by COVID suited me fine because I was a I wasn't confident about it anyway you know again I'm using that word that I don't like but I just didn't feel if I was even ready to be that exposed so then that what did I say that was in September 2020 mm. so now fast forward to a year ago in March so March 2022 so that was a year and a half later wow then I did the actual, like, an hour going to go for it. Yeah. And I did a wee video on my Instagram prior to that. And again, that was another, was driving my car. It is the most, I've left it there, but it's the most unprofessional video you've ever seen in your life. I press record and I just go, right, I'm just putting this out here. I'm just recording this video to say I'm going to do getting a lift. I'm just going to go with it because I'd been talking about it in my stories and talking about my wee idea and people were still saying, oh, you should do it, you should yeah. do it. But I was still going, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And then when the restrictions were lifted that you could get in the car with somebody unnecessarily, I thought, right, I'm just going to, if I don't do this now, something came over me that day, Lisa, to be honest. I'd got into my car to go to the fort and I and I kept thinking the restrictions are lifting in like three weeks or something, and I so don't, have, want, I, I don't, an I don't have an excuse anymore. <laughs> yeah, and I've got no reason why I shouldn't be doing this. And it just, it was almost like just a surge of energy through my body that was like, if you don't do this right now, you will never know, and somebody else will do it because that's now out there in the universe. Mm-hmm. Somebody else will do it and take it away from you, and you will be devastated and that was what went through my mind so I pressed record did that video saying I'm looking for people to come on I don't care who you are what what you've got Mm -hmm. I want people to come on and just tell their story mental health will be a big thing that's how the name getting a lift it's got like a double meaning because it's in the car and it's obviously you know getting a lift as in like mentally and so I'm just looking for people to come on it and I was inundated with messages and that was before I'd even done the official thing, right? So, Well, that just shows you, though, so you've not even made the thing yet and people want to be a part of it. And people wanted to be, yes. That's that's because the energy you put out. (laughs) Thank you. That was a massive thing for me and I have to say this because what I then also did was I'd shared it with my friends anyway and Emma Rendell, who is really one of the key people in this because Emma had a huge platform like 20,000 on Instagram at the time and she was a friend of mine and she bought into it and I had said to her would you do one Um, and because she was completely bought into it and supportive and I'm so so grateful for that and there's been many after her there's been loads of people right after Emma who also supported me and that was how I started it I started with the people who supported me, who wanted to do, who believed in it. And I would, and I always give that advice to people. When Mm. people come and say to me, what would your advice be to start a podcast? Like number one is just do it. That's always my first thing. And my second thing is get your friends involved, get your friends involved. And then it'll just naturally Mm. happen. And that's what I did. And I'm so, I can't stress that enough (laughs) that I'm so grateful for the people that are now, you know, it even became my friends. Um, that supported it and did it because without them there wouldn't have been anything Mm -hmm. there'd have been nothing but in terms of the the amount of people that now engage with that content it's grown like exponentially in such quite a short period of time do you think so see sometimes I think listen you listen you got me over the 4,000 mark and I was like and literally you posted it and I was like oh my word like 
And like you, I it's not about how many followers uh-huh. it is. Like you, mm-hmm. you, you were saying earlier on, like you would do this regardless, like because yeah. you just love doing it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And and I think you know if somebody listens to your podcast, your watches your video and gets something from one person, mm-hmm. then that's a that's win. Job. Do you know what I mean? Done. But mm-hmm. you also would like lots of people to get that advice and that mm-hmm. and that experience. So. Mm-hmm. The only way you're going to do that is if you get more followers. And I, know, <laughs> I know, I know, and I have this conversation with loads of people. It's not about the size of it. That is not the most important thing. I would still it's do it. the message. Aye. But if you, if you want people to hear the message or you mm-hmm. want to help people, you need it to grow for yes. say help more people. I mean, I was like, if, thank you so much. I, <laughs> like, literally, I was like sitting at like 3,800 yeah. followers for like ever, you know, and it's like, it's just nice if somebody gets to know so and, listens, mm-hmm. and listens to your podcast and goes, here, by the way, I always say this, never underestimate the power of being kind. That's all that was. That's a wee act of kindness can Absolutely. do masses for somebody and that's I think that is often lost and I get it people have got their own lives and their own but you know things but it really does I mean I wrote a poem much. about that like if you know so if you can somebody creative uh, you know give them a shout out in their socials like mm-hmm. you know give a page a share give them a fiver whatever you can mm-hmm. do like it doesn't take much just to support people yeah. doing making things mm-hmm. you know getting mm-hmm. stuff a go mm-hmm. because we've all got it in it we've all we've all got the ability to be creative it's whether you wish to tap into that uh, space to tap into get the resources get the time all the rest of it do you know I mean so when you see somebody putting themselves out there make themselves vulnerable like you were saying mm-hmm. then why would you not support that that's that's yeah. the stuff that makes life i know and that is everybody's life and we're all in that vulnerable all of us are in that vulnerable position at some point and we all need somebody to fly a wee flag for us now and again, you know? And that's why if you want to do something creative or something like this, it's so important to lean on the people that are closest Mm. to you. And, you know, it's so powerful. A wee bit of support goes Mm. a long way. And you've spoke about your, like, Keith, Mm -hmm. and that, so I'm I'm assuming that he is very supportive of what you're doing. (laughs) Well, that's one way but that's, uh, so it just doesn't care to be honest it does not care what I do, do, do and you, that's do a you good do thing. the debrief with him because you know I wonder if you need that somebody yeah, after the fact so like you've done the thing you know the person's away and you're like I love that and you're then desperate to tell somebody oh yeah oh totally he loves hearing my stories so <laughs> I very much Keith appears sometimes in my social media um, because he's not big on the social media Enough. thing, doesn't enjoy it, doesn't really want to be part of it. In fact, a year ago right now, I've not told this story for ages, so there'll be a lot of people that follow me that might listen to this that doesn't know okay. this story. A year ago from now, uh, one of the producers from Gogglebox approached me and invited me, Keith and Lola... If you could see my face... To- <laughs> To apply for Gogglebox, right? Yes. No, but no. So this is the whole story. Let me tell you the story. So I was, at that time, so I hadn't started getting a lift. I was probably feeling quite shitty. I was, it was the January blues. I still couldn't do anything really creatively that I really wanted to do. I was doing my daft stories and my usual just being a clown in my stories, but I wasn't really getting to pour my soul into what it was that I really wanted to do. And it was January and it was start of the year and we were still really in COVID and it was depressing as anything for most people. So 
um, I got a message when I was sitting in Marks and Spencer's cafe having a coffee for this woman who was a producer saying that somebody on my social media okay. had recommended me to her. She then went into my social media. So I was doing daft reels and whatever yes. at the time, stories, you know, highlights on my page. And she was lovely. So, so, like, just lifted me out of a dark place How by saying, I know, just again, another wee act of kindness out the blue. I okay, it was I. Um, and, you know, she said, I'd really love you to get involved could you speak to your husband and even Lola would have you all right and I was like oh my god this is so surreal so I did my research on it that night and I spoke to Keith and Lola as well and Lola at first as well was like oh my god this gonna be on the telly that would be amazing I can't wait it's actually a lot of hard work involved in it oh, look. it's a big commitment oh, yes. uh-huh. when you look at it but we hadn't even discussed that yeah. with the girl that yes. had phoned me she had just invited them, us uh-huh. aye aye I so I'd say to them Lola was right up for it and Keith was like oh, I don't know I don't know he was like got really nervous I was actually really surprised okay oh my god do you, you know- watch Gogglebox as a family no, I'm not a big telly watcher at all, but he does and he knows yes, a lot about it. Right, okay. So he was really not that into it. And I felt suddenly completely disheartened. I was like, uh, my God, that's like, I was totally buzzing about this. And now, look, I now I'm like, I know, I feel a bit deflated. But he brought me back down to earth, to be perfectly honest, right? So he, I then started to think, oh, wait a minute, like national TV, him, he's just your normal working class Glasgow laddie, right? He doesn't want to be catapulted into stardom. Yeah. Not that I'm saying that's what would have happened, but that was, but a that was what that's we had to life. think and about it. it. Is in your house. And yes. I mean, that's I, the premise of the programme. Yes, uh-huh. yes. And everybody knows then yeah, where you are. Yeah, it's not like you're on a game show or something you're in Aye. a studio and that. It's a one-time thing and that, you know. Aye, it's a yeah, big, it's a, it's a to yeah. world. So, and then Lola, as she, like, could hear Keith saying these things to me, she started to backtrack and she was like, I don't know if I really want to yeah, do that. Okay. Um, and I had to think about she was 10, putting her in that position at that age and the more I thought Mind about online. it... Yeah, it's different having her on my social media and me being in control of that content. Correct. It's completely different. You handing it over to, to, to an organisation yeah. like that and you you sign a contract, you're totally zero control. So as much as I was flattered beyond belief and it was just what I needed as a wee pick-me-up hey. and I, that was another thing that kind of boosted me mm-hmm. to do my you thing. Come my, likes what yeah, Somebody so, likes my personality thinks that we would be right for this thing. We don't need to do it. It doesn't mean it's a, like it's a fail. That's a great. That's going to push me on to do the thing that I actually want to yes, do. Yes, and it gave me that wee bit of encouragement to do it. But my point in telling you that whole story is that's Keith. That's me trying to explain to you, Keith. So he does not want to be put out there. No. He does not want everybody to know him, even though he does go shopping with Lola and people message me saying, I've just seen <laughs> your man in Lola. I get that all the time. But but it's fine. And he like, you know, when people come up and say hello to us, he loves that. He loves, so does Lola. Ah. They do like it when people come up and say, well, I love what you do, or it's nice. It's not nice that. Whatever. So it does, I know, it does like that. But in terms of actually being involved with it, no. But see, when I say, um, you know, I 
somebody has approached me mm. or I've done, you know, these nice things or I've done this podcast with this person. And sometimes I say to him, I just want to make you aware of this in case anybody approaches you. Mm -hmm. Because when he's out and about, people do recognise him. Yeah, of course. So I do make him yeah, aware, aware of, what's of what's yeah, been happening and sense. what I've discussed and whatever. So yeah. that, you know, he's never watched an episode though. No. Like I say to him, do you ever watch my YouTube? And he's like, no. And, and I'll say, well, if you ever do, just search Mary Murray on YouTube <laughs> and they're there. So he knows like that it's all there. He yes. knows that I want to make this I think mm -hmm. he knows whether, you know, as we've talked about, it's a passion project and whether anything comes of getting a lift or no, isn't it relevant to whether I do it or not? I would still do it. Yeah. Of course I would love it to be on some bigger platform. Mm -hmm. I don't even know where what I would want would, it to be yeah, what or that what that would like, look like. Yeah. But that would be amazing. You're open to, you're open to I opportunities coming in. Anything. Yeah, Absolutely. but regardless of any of that, I would still do it. Yeah. He knows that's how passionate I am about it. Mm -hmm. He knows how I feel about it. Um, He doesn't... Like, he doesn't give it, he's, you know, like I say, he's your typical Glasgow man, he doesn't give it, rah, 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 yay for my wife, she's great, on you go, hen, go and you do all of that, I'm pure supporting you. He doesn't do anything like that, but he's quite happy for me to do my thing. Of course. And I accept that he's quite happy, and I do accept that he does support me. Like, yeah. he doesn't, he never ever says you'll need to stop doing that, no. or don't do that, or whatever. No, so and he'll trust you as well to make judgments based on, your family life as well. Yes. Do you know what I mean about mm -hmm. the co topics you're discussing or what you disclose of your own lives together? Do you know what I mean like uh, he he'll obviously trust yeah. you? Listen, he knows he's under a bus. Uh, <laughs> he knows as well that I totally rip the utter, you know, pee out of him about you know his big sour face and all of that. His big surplus. Like yesterday, I did that wee daft video when we went out for brunch yeah, and Lola's like, oh. Dad, um, Mum did this video with you, and it's so funny because you've got a big uh, crabby face in it. Oh, he knows he he gets my humour. He gets my humour. He's not one of these people that's like get that off or gets offended by it. He gets the humour. He knows it's a laugh. We both we also both know, and we do talk about this that there are people out there that don't take it like that. Oh, that's a disgrace when she's doing to her man. You know, those type of people, we know they exist. So it's not even like he's not aware of what goes on in the real world. The ability that we have, though, to acknowledge that and not give it any energy and just still carry on regardless. Which I really admire. What works. And that's what I said earlier on before we started recording as well, that, again, I'm not going to use the word confidence, but just like, being self-assured in that, you know, you know who you are. Yeah. You know who your family unit is and how you how you do things. That's mm -hmm. how you do things. You are solid. Because being on social media does invite mm -hmm. the not so... You know, as much as there's so much positivity, mm -hmm. it can often invite the not so positive. Mm -hmm. And that you are totally accepting of that. Whereas me over here, I'm in the camp like, please be nice to me. <laughs> please don't be horrible to me because I will take right. it really badly. Whereas you're like, that's just path of the course, like it's going to happen and it's taking control of how you're going to react to yes, this. Yes, absolutely. And that's what it's about. And really as much as I don't I don't like that as part of part and parcel of what I do. I it annoys me. I'm totally against it. I think it's a disgrace that you do have to accept it, right? But putting that aside, mm -hmm. I do accept it because I have to. And if I dwelled on it, 
it would affect what I do. So I don't, you know, it's as simple the as that. The more important to you than, than any negative eye. And the other thing, Lisa, that everybody will always tell you that's got any kind of platform, very, very rarely does anybody see it to your face. Like in front of you, to your face. In fact, I don't know anybody that's done that. No. I, I, I've never came across yeah. anybody. So that's the other thing. In day-to-day, real life, out and about, doing what you're doing, nobody's going to come up to you, to your face, because nobody's brave enough for that. And it's not even just bravery, it's just downright rude. And who behaves like that, really? Correct. So. Yeah, you have to wonder, like, when somebody's went to the effort of being really, really negative and nasty or whatever, saying something that's just not called for, just nobody asked for that, that, you know, you're like, you know, I feel sorry that you feel so negative that you have to put that onto somebody else, like, Mm -hmm. you've obviously got something in your life going on that makes you want to project that on to somebody else, so I hope hope you're all right. I don't even say that, I just block them. I'm a blocker, I'm just a blocker. But but there's that self-preservation as well, because you know your intentions, you're doing this thing because you love doing it, you like holding space for people, you know that it has a positive impact, not only in the guests and yourself, but also the people that watch it. Mm -hmm. Like, so many, I mean, we're tick, 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 you know, the list is endless. You're Mm -hmm. putting out topics into the ether that you know that other people go through these issues um, and that, you know, hearing other people talk about them, it can only be a positive thing. Mm-hmm. So the list is endless in terms of like the positive outcomes. So mm-hmm. you've just got to be like, well, if we weigh it up, yeah. where's the negative oh, aye, there's, there's, there's one thing in it. <laughs> aye, I mean? Exactly. And that's what I always say as well. The positives in social media and doing something like this always, always outweighs the negative, always. And that's the other thing. The scales are hugely, you know, um, imbalanced. And you do need to remember that when you're doing stuff. And I do. It's never never that that puts doubt in my mind. Never that. It's my own doubt about Mm -hmm. technology and ability and, you know, all that type of thing. But you are, I mean for want of a better phrase, like, you know, a people person. I think everybody's got the ability to be a people person, but there is a skill in holding space for somebody and, and generating conversation and listening and, you know, being reactive in the moment. Do you, how much, like, preparation do you do before an interview? Well, it varies, actually. And I do say this in a lot of my uh, videos. It varies because it depends what we're going to be talking about and how... um what is the word for somebody's, how big their presence is on social media. So okay. the bigger the presence somebody's got, the easier it is just to know the, all yes, about them. Because it's just their Instagram or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah. there isn't actually really a lot of um, research yeah, done for that because you know... approach this person, so you always so know, know about them and yeah. they're all about. Um, although a lot of people do approach which me you, as well, which I'm, and you know, I do welcome that and I do look into who they are and whatever mm. as well. So there isn't massive amounts of research done there's probably just enough research sometimes I feel doing too much research ruins it yeah. and I get annoyed at myself for doing so much research thinking so like oh I've not done research so like I'm not doing this professionally aye. <laughs> so it's like, like, aye. No, but I'm going to ask questions in the moment aye. so yeah yeah so it's really answers. I'm still finding the balance with that yes. I am still finding what's the right level to do because mm. the other thing is people might be offended if you don't do a lot of research because I did have somebody in my car once that did message me before it saying I hope you've done your research and I thought I'd done enough research <laughs> right but it made me but it did make me go oh, 
this person obviously wants me to do loads of research. So I then did loads of research. But what I found personally is that it wasn't one of my better videos because I felt like I was telling the person, I know this, but you know that. And, and it wasn't giving the, them the opportunity. <laughs> it wasn't giving them the opportunity to tell me it themselves. So it's definitely getting a balance of, you know, enough research to yes. not be rude because there is that as well but not so much that you can actually even create an actual conversation because you've researched that much yeah, but I think so you know if you're a good listener and you're inquisitive then then you can't be offensive you can't be rude like yeah i don't know tons about you i know good and i like what you do like yeah and then you know we're in this space where if a you know, a question comes out of my head and I ask it, I'll find out the answer. Great, that's why you're right. here. Right. Like, it's not from you to come in here and go, here's all the things I know about you. Yes. In no. In 1995, you did this. Right. Right? Like, and yeah. that is, that is how I prefer it. I would happily get into a car with anybody, so long as I had that connection with them beforehand yes. and known virtually nothing about them and just let it roll. Yeah. I would happily do that. The only reason I don't is because I don't know how they're going to receive that. So you're trying yeah, to be... You want the conversation to flow and you want them to feel a certain amount of like, you know, like at peace with like, I've got this, mm -hmm. I've thought about this. Mm -hmm. Here's the kind of things that I might ask you. I mean, I've had, I've had people ask me like, what questions you can ask me? I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I would rather I'm not know. But it's good to like, you know, if I've interviewed an actor, I'm like, it's good to know what films I've worked on yeah. or what shows yeah. I've worked on, do you know what I mean? Or who they've worked with or do you know what I mean? Or the kind of work so I can go, I know that you like this, like, tell me why. Or, do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? So it, mm -hmm. obviously it's a conversation spark. Uh, if yeah. you've got things, you've got question yeah. marks there. Like, so you asked about the preparation. Mm. I will think, I do know what I want to ask that person. Because I do think, I personally, I it's know. not that I'm going, right, well, what's the right thing to ask here? And that's why... I always say to the people that come into my car that I don't like it to run like an interview, even though no. people call it that, and that's fine. But I don't like it to come across like that. I do want it to come across like it's a normal conversation. A I am then asking questions that I would ask had I just met you, yes. whether the camera was running or not. So that's how I work that. Yeah, as so, soon as you came in the house, you were like, I'm all so asking. Quite <laughs> and, I, <laughs> I mean, and I was like, what do you do? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I asked you that. I, I would do that. Mm -hmm. So that's what it's built on. Oh. That's what I built oh, on. Yes. How I would converse with you anyway. And it's, it's as simple as that. I know because I sort of see you sometimes when I listen back and I'm like, why are you still talking, Lisa Kennedy? It's not, it's not Lisa Kennedy, you know. But, <laughs> sure, but then because it becomes a, co a co mm -hmm. conversation. Yeah. You naturally do sometimes talk about yourself and then hopefully most of the time listen to the person. Oh, and yeah. Question. I don't yeah. know how many times I've said in my car, but it's not about me. It's not about me. People do. They want to know. Yes. That they do because... You're interesting too. You're a person <laughs> of interest. And people <laughs> do want to converse. Correct. Like it makes them feel more comfortable. If you're just shining a spotlight on somebody, it's very uncomfortable. Yes. So it's actually part of the getting the best out of the conversation by you being able to contribute. And I'm sure to... like so many people will be messaging after it saying like you made me feel so at ease. Like oh, and I think that's a gift you. as well. Like do you know I mean like to create that space and then do a good job of mm -hmm. making it especially if you are touching on you know, sensitive subjects like you were saying. I mean, can you, for anybody who's been doing a whole and doesn't know, like, <laughs> Kenneth Lifton is obviously like now Googling it going, oh my God, where have I been? In terms of the subject matters that you've mm -hmm. discussed, like, can you kind of give us a rundown of just the kind of things that you have? Well, I always say to, so here's like my kind of 
what I live by. I always <laughs> say that so mental health is a big factor mm-hmm. on it. It's not exclusive to mental health though, because I like to be as diverse and as inclusive as possible. So I try to get people from all walks of life. I yep. try my best and it's just whatever is their thing. But it doesn't matter what your thing is. Most people, it's something like 90-odd percent of people are affected by mental health. Well, so we'll they have it. So regardless of what, <laughs> we all have mental health. <laughs> exactly. So regardless of what your thing is, you will probably be able to talk about mm. mental health anyway. So I'm quite similar to you in that I don't have any, oh, you don't fit my criteria. Yeah. I don't have that because mm. I don't have criteria. And the most important thing is that I feel a connection to the person. That's yes. I feel, because that is where it would all feel for me. If I was to have somebody in my car, that I wasn't feeling it for a known fine well I'm getting into my car with somebody that I'm not feeling it for, I would struggle. I would actually become a complete failure because I wouldn't know really what to say because I'm not connecting Mm -hmm. at all. So I really try to avoid that. I wouldn't ask somebody if I wasn't connecting. I wouldn't do that to them. It's not fair on them to have somebody in your car that you just don't connect with, whatever reason. Absolutely. You don't have to. That's the thing. Like, I mean, there's no rules. Like, you, Mm. this is your thing. You're, you know, and obviously you'd be mindful of, because you do have a following and people will be suggesting folks at the end of the day, you have to feel it because you have to sit for an hour with a person Mm -hmm. that you don't know necessarily. Do you know what I mean? And it has to be a pleasurable experience or why would you be doing it? Because none of the rest of the stuff's guaranteed whether Mm -hmm. folk will watch the video Mm -hmm. or like it or Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. What is guaranteed is I'm making a decision to sit for an hour with somebody. I don't think I'm going to have a nice time. (laughs) It comes across like people Uh will always say, um, you know, oh, you could really tell that you did great, like, uh, connection with that totally. person people do notice Absolutely. that um, and I do try to ensure that with everybody but mm-hmm. it's all it's different levels that you know depending on who the person is yeah. and how they're feeling and whatever but sometimes you can see I think it's visible if somebody's really nervous and lots of people are like most people are like in my car but they start off nervous and you can see as you watch the video like I can see that myself where they actually yeah, sign into the themselves kind of thing. Oh, uh-huh. sorry. Uh-huh. and they're completely unaware of the camera and it does become a conversation. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm always trying to create. I'm always trying to get it to that point um, before the end. Of and the you're in, in the moment yourself, do you know what I mean? Where you don't want to be thinking about making this a video and putting it online. You, you just want to enjoy the conversation. Yeah. Uh-huh. What you're going to get from mm-hmm. having that conversation and then it's lovely to think, oh, actually... What I got from it, other people mm-hmm. are going to get it mm-hmm. as well. So, so when like initially you were saying about like reaching out to friends and stuff, was it mostly friends and people you knew initially that were coming on, and then now you're saying like people messaging yeah. Ashley yeah. one kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The first, I don't even know how many. It was quite a lot. The first, maybe twenty odds. So I've done. I think it's fifty six in total now. And the first twenty odds were all people known to me. All either that I'd connected with in the past or actual friends. Loads of them were my friends. I've had all my pals on it. Yeah. Um, so That's I, like, you know, you've had that experience together. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's nice to document things sometimes mm-hmm. to have, you know, got, I think, you know, obviously we're all camera phones, so everybody's documenting everything, but like long form, long form conversation, you know, and having that sitting down with somebody for a good amount of time and getting into something, there's nothing better than that. Aye, no, totally. And it's been just 
to build on what you're saying mm-hmm. there. It's been a massive learning experience mm-hmm. for me as well. I love learning yes. new things and, you know, what I learned specifically, if I can think of one episode that really educated me was the one with Emma with the HIV so we did the first one and she told me towards the end that she had a, you know a positive HIV diagnosis and then we did another one but I'd already been speaking to her before we did the second one anyway mm. but that whole process educated me yeah. massively on what HIV now means yeah. and even now, like that's one of my moments where I'm so proud that I was able to put that out there, that yeah. I was able to help with the yeah. HIV. If you don't know anybody, you've not been through that, you wouldn't know. Uh, you mean, your your mm-hmm. knowledge would be very limited, I'm sure. Like mm-hmm. mine was, yes. mm-hmm. So that's to educate other people just through the conversations you're having, like, that's amazing. And it was amazing for me. So of that's course. what I'm trying to say. It's, it's, it benefits everybody. It's not yeah. just everybody watching it. It's me as well. So I've learned so, so much about so much. And I <laughs> think like being a parent as well, it must be really worthwhile to do what you're doing with this mm-hmm. because, do you know what I mean, like Lola's at an age where she's going into the big bad world, do you know what I mean, she's getting older. Like if you're more clued up about the, wo- the world and what goes on and, and you can pass that on to her and be like, oh, I was speaking to this person. And mm-hmm. do you know I mean, the more that you, I mean, obviously the age she's at just now, I'm sure you don't share everything with her. But we do actually share quite a lot because I do try to be as open and honest as possible, especially the age she's at. She's in primary seven, age 11. She thinks she's an adult, but she's no. But she takes a really keen interest in who I have in my car as well. So, you know, she will say, oh, who is it today, mum? (laughs) And she'll ask me their story and stuff and I'd share it with Uh her. But the good thing, touch wood, um, is that Lola does get a lot of good feedback. Great. At school, you know, people brilliant. will say, yeah, oh, what well, your mum does is, yeah. is brilliant, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's very unlikely that anybody would think that something focused on mental health isn't a good idea. We Correct. all know how important it is, you know, Absolutely. so I'm lucky in that way. Mm. That in terms of, like, your learnings, you were saying, like, you've learned so much, like, about subject matters mm-hmm. that, you know, you didn't know before. But what do you think you've learned about yourself Oh man, that's quite a hard question. I think I've like I've learned stuff about myself that has always probably been there, but I wasn't really aware of how much it was, if you know what I mean. So I get a lot of people and I do take I take the positive feedback. I block the negatives and I take the positives. Uh, I say everybody, I'm not running a democracy. It's my way or maybe. So what I found really quite overwhelming was the number of people that messaged me saying, you don't realise how your personality is such a big thing on this. And I didn't. So I learned that. So (laughs) I did not realise that. I mean, I knew I had personal skills. You know, I'd I'd been a manager of quite a big team in the bank for many years successfully. So I knew that uh, that's all down to people skills. We've had this conversation, people by people. So I knew I had people skills. I wasn't aware of how impactful Mm -hmm 
that actually was. And even saying it still makes me go, oh my God, Mary, shut up. No. You know, it's not really the type of thing you want to admit about yourself. But you've asked me the question and that was something yeah. that I was like, oh my well, God. Well, people keep telling you. It's, I, like, enough people tell you, like, this must be true. Must I'm actually to starting to recognise <laughs> this. So I suppose what I've learned is like just how valuable Mm -hmm. your uniqueness and your unique ability is to something. And, you know, and thankfully I've accepted myself for everything of who I am and I can't change that. But actually I now realise that I don't want to change that. If people don't like it, they don't don't need to watch. And then it's just what I bring is what I've got. So that's... What's that new year, new me now? Like, no, no, new year, new me. (laughs) Same me, same me. Tell him, and you know, like that's the gift of getting older. Mm-hmm. And be like, do you know what I mean like when you get to a certain age, and you're like, I'm lucky that I'm still here because some yeah. people don't get the gift of yeah. aging. Yeah. You know, and I do think that, and that's another thing. There's so many factors that motivate me to do what I'm doing. You know, I'll be fifty this year at the end of this year, and I think to myself, I cannot live my life not doing the stuff now that I really want to do it. I just can't do it. I can't be faced with my really elderly years thinking you never you never tried any of that. You never did a thing. So there is like the middle mid life crisis. You don't want to shy away from that. That is brilliant. It's the best thing to happen to me. It makes you realise, listen hen, you better do this before it's too late and you can do it. So there is that. But I think what's the worst thing that can happen? What is actually the worst thing? I always happen? think that. I mean, like, nobody died. You're not going <laughs> to die. Like, I know. Doing what you're doing, do you know what I mean? And you're, like, everything that you've done to date, like, working in the bank, like, having a child, like, getting married, mm-hmm. whatever it is, like, there was a process where you had to put yourself out mm-hmm. there. You had to make a decision. You had to do something that was a bit scary. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, think of all the big things that you've achieved in your life that's just reality for you now. Yeah. Like, if you mm-hmm. can do all the big things then you can do this. this I know. You make it sound so easy, but I still go, oh my God, I still can't believe I did this. <laughs> and, you know, I still but have those. You did do it. And it's one thing saying, you know, people buy people, and I absolutely agree with that, you know, um, that's like the gateway in. Mm-hmm. Then you are very good at what you do. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's not just mm-hmm. like, well, I'm a nice person, so folk just think right. I'm great because right. I'm nice. Do you know what I mean? Right. And that's, because I'm saying this from experience because that's how I think sometimes that not actually that great at, choreographing mm-hmm. or you know teaching it's just that I'm a nice person I'm like mm. yeah I mean I'm not sure that people would be paying me just <laughs> a nice person yeah. but I struggle with that because I, I try to be a good person I try to be a nice person um, and you just always worry am I doing a good job mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'm just telling you Mary that you are doing a good job and <laughs> and it, to boot you are a nice person uh, do you know what I mean so it's like a, a bonus but you know and you were saying earlier on about um, hoping to grow this and where it'll go and you know, you don't necessarily have a bucket list or like a, like I want to take that, mm-hmm. but you're just open to opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. And I would like it. I mean, it is currently a passion project, albeit I'm on YouTube and you do get a small, you know, fee, is that the yes. right word for advertising? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's peanuts if you know anything about that. So, you know, that's not a, that's not a job. No, doing it's not it on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, it did start off as a passion project and it still is, apart from that wee bit from YouTube. But we're 10 months in now and I do put a lot of commitment into it because I love it. That's yes. the reason. But I would like it to become my job. Mm. I would like to earn from it. Whatever that is, I don't know. And, and I don't... Yeah. But I just think, well, 
I keep doing what I'm doing and I keep putting out my chat, then what will be will be. And yeah. I suppose there will maybe come a point in the future, I don't know when, where I maybe do have to change it for whatever reason and then I'll just and change okay. it. And yeah. I, I'm fine with that. So I don't have any plans. I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. And if something lovely comes along, that would be lovely. But <laughs> otherwise... you kind of regularly in the sense that you've got a kind of way of how you work it now? Like you've got a flow of like an interview once a week and a put out once a week. Do you have like a no, really. schedule? No, I don't. And I deliberately don't do that because I don't want it to become forced mm -hmm. and I don't want it to be like regimented mm -hmm. either. That's another thing. Like nobody knows what day I'm going to be putting one out. That's how, Fine. but I like it like that yeah. because it doesn't put pressure on me. And if I take a couple of weeks off, I can do that right. like at Christmas time and whatever. Yes. There's no issues. And I don't, like people do message me saying, if I come on, when would you film it and when would it be out? And that's another one of those questions. I'm like, oh my God, if only you knew how unprofessional this was there's nothing like that so it just depends what's in my diary so the next couple of weeks are quite busy okay. so there's probably going to be two a week but I don't set out to get two a week I don't do that well, I just circumstances when people happens, yes when people it's difficult to arrange with people as well people are yeah, busy you're busy yes and that's another thing. Totally. Sometimes you need to build up a relationship with people. Sometimes mm -hmm. it can take three months for that first contact to when they come on. All of that completely understandable. I'm willing to put that three months in totally. if it builds your pipeline. You know, it is a yes. bit of a, a process in terms of you need to keep speaking to people. Yeah, because sometimes people having, why are you asking me? Like, uh, I'm going to be good at that. People do like, that. No. Like, I know, and I have to say, I do get that. Where people say, oh, no, you couldn't. I couldn't do that. Why would you ask me? I've only got 400 followers, you know. That's and like, oh, followers. You know, and... <laughs> I, so I'm having to sell it. I find myself going, but it's not about that. Um, what was I saying there about the... Yeah, so just, about? there's no, like, schedule. Yeah, there's no, you no. just go with the flow in terms of what right. happens. And I must admit, I do like doing them quickly and putting them out quickly because yeah. I feel they're relevant. You know, if you mm -hmm. actually end up talking about something that is relevant, um, you know, it's coming yes. out straight away. I do prefer that. But obviously, where I've got a few weeks that are quite busy with, recordings then the most I would ever put out is two a, mm -hmm. two a week I think any more than that and you're just swamping your content true, and turning true. people off so the maximum it I would ever it takes pressure off at the other end if for whatever reason the next three weeks you didn't have any Aye, and you're sitting with content that you that can go out, out because yeah. I used to be like that like you know if I had a, a week and the schools were off or whatever so I wasn't teaching as much mm -hmm. you know in the theatres there was nothing happening then I would maybe record like five or six in one mm -hmm. week and just ask people if they were around I'm off this week I've not got much work and then I would just bank them and it would mean that I could still put out for the next five weeks when I was busy yeah. I'm not as I mean I was putting out one a week and religiously until the pandemic basically mm -hmm. and then it went and then I was putting horrors out because I was at home <laughs> I was talking to everybody in the pal <laughs> and then when work started to busy up again there's been time like over Christmas there I, I was in pan I was doing two pantos and, mm -hmm. I, and I wasn't well as well that was a nightmare so I was like nobody needs to hear this terrible voice <laughs> of me um so I didn't put out any mm -hmm. for weeks and then uh, you know you do that thing like nobody's gonna know that like, uh, you forget about uh, that yeah. chat and then mm -hmm. No, nobody's. I'm like, nobody's not even caring. I'm so glad you said that. I feel there's a big rara. Some people get caught up in the rara of, well, I need to record on the Monday, and that needs to go out two weeks on Monday, and then the next one needs to be recorded. And um, I record it three weeks in advance. And like, oh, this crap around plans and you know projections and whatever. 
just there and just put it out. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares about that. You know, that's the thing. I think we're all caught up on yeah. bumps. I mean, if, if, if it helps you to be structured, like if you're a person who's structured, Aye. you like to do, do it if you need do to. Do things in a Monday. Great. Aye. Battering. But nobody else is bothered. Aye. And so I have had people message me saying, so if I do one, when does it get out? I need to know. And I'm like, whenever you want. No, but whenever you want. If it concerns you when it goes out. uh Because there are some people that want to do stuff first, then for that to go out. So, you know, and I will say, whatever date is totally, we're flexible. We do whatever you want. Uh You know, there's no stress. That's a big thing for me, making sure that people don't feel unnecessarily, unnecessarily. Aye, unnecessary stress. Uh-huh. Only, you know, aye. So, um, aye, there's that. No, it's so off the cuff, and I deliberately do it like that. It's so, like, flexible and just, you know... And if it's no broke, don't fix it. Uh-huh. If it works, do you know, if that's mm-hmm. working for you, there's not putting any pressure on it, going, oh, I need to be more professional. What, yeah. does, what does that even mean? I know, do you know, what I mean? know. Like... And who even wants to see that? And who cares? Exactly. It's just down Nobody to that. cares. <laughs> I love that scene. Nobody cares, man. Be a <laughs> that would be a brilliant teacher. Because it's such a reminder. You get yourself so worked up about crap that nobody cares about. <laughs> nobody <laughs> cares whether you're still going about thinking about you. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 exactly. That's the thing. But I think if you are an empathic person mm-hmm. and you do absorb other people's energies which I know I definitely do, do you know what I mean? so I'll go into a room and if it's the energy's off I'm like it's about me uh, uh, and I will do my uh, damnedest to fix it that's uh, the kind of person so I think you know you are somebody who cares you want things to go well you want to do a good job you said to me earlier on you're 100% all in like mm-hmm. if you're if you've signed up to something you're waving all the flags yeah, you know I mean? and mm-hmm. you're grafting and you'll make it work that's the kind of person you are you don't do it in half measures so you know you want it to be a success mm-hmm. for everybody not just yeah. your what I mean by success is just that everybody has a nice mm-hmm. time uh-huh. mm-hmm. you know it's a pleasurable mm-hmm. experience like even when mm-hmm. I said to you like you know I would send you a private link to listen to this because some people they're a bit like oh I'm yeah. not sure if I, you know can, can I listen to it and I'm like absolutely I wouldn't put something out that you weren't happy with uh-huh. Because mm-hmm. what's what's the good mm-hmm. in that? Do you mm-hmm. mean if you turned around to me, I press like stop recording and you go, Lisa, I don't want that to go. I'd go mm-hmm. absolutely fine, man. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't. Mm-hmm. It's not an issue. Yeah, it yeah, really isn't. No, I get that, and I do that myself. But I don't watch any of them back, even my own videos, because mm-hmm. I think I was there. I don't need. <laughs> totally. I don't need to watch totally. it back. Um, yeah, so I'm saying you don't like you know, over edit or whatever. Like your no, like, if somebody I have had a couple of wee edits because it was required. But if somebody <laughs> says to me. Oh, you'll need to take that out after I said it. I was like, I shouldn't have said that. That's totally fine. I will take it out. It has only happened twice. Mm-hmm. But um the you know, the whole point is for it to go as a absolutely natural yes, conversation for yes, the people who feel who are watching it that they're actually there in the car with us. That's well, she do. Yeah, is a big it. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um do. so no, I don't I can edit. It's not that I can. I mean, it takes so much time, man. I hate doing it. But if I need to <laughs> so do it, I will like do it. it. Oh, <laughs> Are you absolutely sure you want me to do that? <laughs> and and do you have like you know? Do you have um, guests that you're like? You don't have to name them necessarily, but do you have people in mind that you're like that'd be cool? Yeah, it could even be yeah. like celebrity guests, like people yeah. that you admire that you're like that would be cool. Oh, totally, totally. And I don't ever name it, but I've got this wee list at home. Um, so if you're into journaling and the whole yes. spiritual thing and all mm-hmm. of that, you know, the universe needs to know. The universe is Isa. So <laughs> the universe needs to know what you want. Uh-huh. So I've got this list 
And it's partly so the universe knows, oh, yeah. but it's also partly because I want to be able to tick them off when I get them. So I keep this list of all kinds of people, mm -hmm. everybody that's approached me, um, everybody that I've approached, and I just keep it, and everybody that I'd love to have on that I've never spoken to in my life. Um, and when that happens, I'll be able to tick it off. So if somebody does message me, like if somebody had messaged me six months ago, mm -hmm. And I've not got back in touch with them. They'll be on my list though. You know, so I've always got like that it. list to work with and work through. And when it's time to message people, I maybe just do messages maybe once a fortnight, once every three weeks, whenever. And I'll just boom, 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 boom. Yes. Off my wee book and, you know, I'll go through my book, who am I messaging? So I keep a list. Yeah. I, and there's some there's some mental buttons on there that I like hope it. one day it'll happen. Like thoughts become things, do you know what I mean? Like we have to, like you say, put out the universe. You don't necessarily have to tell everybody in their granny, mm -hmm. but you have to at least I, the, commit to the thought of, I, I would like, like acknowledge the fact that that's what you want for yourself. You want yeah. for your channel, do you know what I mean? You want for your platform. I think that's okay. That's not being big-headed or like, who do I think I am? Like thinking I could get Aye. a person on, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I do keep it in my book, but the, that's the reason I don't put it publicly out there because if I was to go out and say, here's who I would love to come on X, Y, and Z, people would have that thought. Oh, it's summer, you're no Winfrey. <laughs> you know, people would have that thought. But also, in my experience, the universe doesn't actually like that either. Okay. You don't want to be putting out, oh, I want this person or that person, because for whatever reason, that doesn't really seem to work, putting it out there. Because I have done that with the odd yeah, one or two. Yeah, yeah. And it's just nothing. I'm getting nothing. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I keep my wee book, and you know it happens or whatever and it's just between me and the book then I feel that works better well, the thing is people are just people and mm -hmm. you know and Oprah I saw this video come up before and it was like I don't know who it was that said it recently they were like Oprah wasn't always Oprah I mean obviously Aye. she was but you know like mm -hmm. she was a normal person I know she is a normal you know what I mean? person she still is she just obviously has a very successful career and is very well known in the world but you know you'll be amazed at who will say Absolutely, and you're like, yeah, and it's lovely when that happens, <gasps> and that's what you want, and that's another thing that I think I'm a great believer in. What's for you, will not go past you. If it's meant to happen, it will happen yeah. for you, and it's just no getting hung up on the things that didn't happen. Correct. Just move on, man. Just there's no, it's no worth your energy focusing on it. If it's not going to happen anyway, just move on to the next one. The world is fully people that want to chat to you, so you just. You know, there's just enough there to keep you going anyway. So you don't need to focus on people. I love that. Like, you're so, like, your positivity and your passion for it just does really, like, like I said earlier, mm -hmm. it jumps out your skin. I think whatever you go on to do with this, with your creativity and your ideas and your need and want and, and love for connection with other people, mm -hmm. like, it's going to be great, whatever you do, because you're leading with that kindness and, like, intention of good. And I think nothing bad can come from that. Jim. I hope you're right. Thanks oh, very much. I, 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 honestly, I wish you all the best. And you know, you're you're in the clan now. You're in the Broadway clan, so I will absolutely be happy to support anything you're doing. Um, I'll be putting you forward for a Scottish influencer award this year. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> I know, that's another thing I've had to accept. Somebody did say to me recently, you're an influencer whether you like it or not. I'm like, all right, all right, fine. I'll take it. <laughs>
<laughs> now, Mary, I'm going to, because I'm not, I'm not keeping you captive here in Belsilla, you're about to be allowed to leave at one point, <laughs> but I would like to ask you some of the hangamajig questions that I've got. So the Brown the Brave Saturdays is a blog, you see, and I would interview people and then write it up as a kind of magazine article, and as part of that, I had these questions at the end that I just selected from, and then I thought, when I changed it over to a podcast, I thought, why not ask some of these random questions, mm-hmm. just to see what your answer would be. The yeah. Okay, 99 or a nugget wafer? 99, I hate nuggets. I've done whole stories about nuggets on my stories. Yeah. Can I tell have you seen this? About how Pisano have got it in their menu is nougat. nougat. And in Scotland, we call it a nugget. But because I know it's the nougat that's is in that the when you order it? Aye, a Scottish nugget. Because nougat is like... That other stuff like them. Nougat's more, I would say, chewy. Nice. I don't like it. Right. But see, even the marshmallow stuff and the, the wafer, I don't like don't that either. That, that Mum says they're cahoochie. <laughs> like She's like, like flumps. Like no, cahoochie. that feeling, it's that f- texture. So, no, 99. I was chatting, I was like, I feel like I've missed the bus here. <laughs> no, so I got back to the guy that owns Pisano, apparently. So I have to... <laughs> I don't know if anything was done about it. Probably no. He probably yeah, just I mean, thought, yeah, what a rad Um, But I will need to keep checking their menu. Because the reason yeah, it came to light was Lola said, I want a nougat, right? And that's what's on the menu. And she asked the girl, um, so can I have a nougat? And she went, you mean nugget? Right, so Lola was all like pure flustered and offended. She's gone, Mum, that that says nugget. And so (laughs) I did a poll, like Keith was going, No, it's no, it's nugget. We say nugget. But I did a I did a poll on my Instagram and everybody was going mental in Scotland we say nugget and it's a thing. Uh It's if you Google it, it is nugget in Scotland. It's like a lot of words that we've got, like um what else do we say? Neeps and things like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, we know it's a turn up, but in Scotland, it's, it's neeps. neeps, right? So so I had like put this all on and I made a joke, eh? Paul that owns Pisano. I was like, so if somebody could just tell him, because this is getting on my nerves now, it should be nugget. And it's apparently like an it's a catchphrase and, and it's no catchphrases. <laughs> that drives me insane. I'm like, that's not a catchphrase. It's yeah. just a noun. <laughs> I mean, I'm really, like, ran out of catchphrases. Oh, it's fun up. <laughs> totally. So uh, that does that. There's a mental you've asked that question. So I'm 99 all the way. Totally. That's so random how I end up picking that one. Oh, no. Um if you could do it, now how you define the word duet, because obviously people think that's like singing, but George Michael. Uh, you don't even need to tell me the rest of the question. Dead or alive, George Michael, all day long, and I'd sit on his knee and lick his face oh. whilst you're eating. Just <laughs> so, that is my ultimate. I've never seen a studio where we're getting a George Michael calendar. <laughs> <laughs> and when I gave it to Keith for his Christmas, because it's bad luck to buy your own calendar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do buy purses, but do you? the calendar, I drew the line at because I've never bought myself my own calendar, so I gifted it to Keith and he was like, <laughs> delighted. Is that really for me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's a big one. What does the world need more of? Oh, nice people. I always say that. That's something I say when you come across somebody that does something really nice for you. I'll say the world needs more people like that. Just nice people that want to do nice things and make you feel nice. How good would that be if everybody walked about being like that? Well, the fact that you're here, you, you're doing a nice thing for me. You didn't need to do this. Like... <laughs> people do nice things for me. I'm just all about giving. So, here, here. yeah. 
more nice people, more kind acts. Absolutely. Um, most treasured possession and why? Putting aside my Wayne and my husband, because they are they are my treasured possessions. Um, I feel really grateful for my car now. I think I need to say that because. And I always think this as well, but then it wouldn't be without my phone either, but I'm sure I'd find some way. Um, but I'm so, I really treasure, like, having my car and being able to invite people into it, you know, so that's quite a big, and it sounds materialistic, but it's not to be materialistic. It's just, I, it makes me feel, like, I, I do, I think about that regularly. I'm so grateful that I'm in a position that I've got a car and I can invite people into it and do this. So. I think Do you have to keep it really clean though? <laughs> Keith loves it. It's like he is so happy that you know um he doesn't have to get heavily involved in keeping my car clean now because he used to keep it clean, but now I need to and especially in this weather, it's like yes. twice a week I'm having to clean it. It's brutal. It's no. really manky sitting out there the day, but I'm seeing somebody tomorrow, so I'll need to get it washed. And then I'll be manky again in two days. But be. you do need to keep it clean. I wouldn't have somebody imagine inviting somebody into your car and it was bogging. How horrible would that be? That's really so, yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> and uh, the last question, I'm gutted this is finished. I've had a lovely thing. <laughs> I know, I really have. Um, because it's called The Brawn the Brave, is yeah. what is your favourite Scots word or phrase? Oh, oh, what would it be? I have so many. I like your belter. I like belter. That's a good um, Scottish phrase. What else? Raj. I love the word Raj. <laughs> I use that all the time. Oh, the usuals. There's so many. Um, and I am so, like, things that my gran would say, like, what's for you, I'll no go by ye, and yeah. all of them, Lisa. So if I was to pick one, it would be that, what's for you, I'll no go by ye. I think I've even said that on yeah. this podcast. That's one of my go-to uh, all the time. Um, so, uh, can I, anytime MD says that, I'm like, yep. It's got so much meaning. So, it means so much. It's so powerful if you really believe in it, and I do. So, I it would need to be that. And I think you know, just tapping onto the kind of Scots thing, like earlier on, we were talking about that kind of like you know, talk the voice inside your head and what it says to you about the things that you're doing, and like, oh, you can't do that, sit doing like this type thing. I think that that to an extent is a Scottish thing that we mm. kind of self-deprecating self like don't put your heat up above the parapet get, you know higher than your station but I think we're also very good at getting behind people who do put mm -hmm. themselves out there mm -hmm. and it's just lovely to see that people are being so supportive of what you're doing because what you're doing is great just more power to you like I think but like I said earlier whatever you do it will be great because you're a better. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much. And thank you for having me. It is such a privilege oh. to be here and to be in your company. It's been amazing. Anytime. <laughs> you know what I love you. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Brawn the Brave, a podcast about people and their passions. Join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests. Bye for now.